All right, good evening, everybody. Glad to be with you again tonight. Um, Sister Donna Faye's not able to be with us due to some phone noises. And so um, remember her in prayer tonight. Uh, not that she can't hear us, but I know that she'd love to be a part of what's going on. But anyways, continue to lift her up, Brother Gary. Uh, lift him up in prayer, uh, special prayer. And then the Thomas family, we ask you to remember them, some dear friends of ours. Um, lift them up in prayer. Uh, remember Louise Burrell, Sister Barbara's daughter, uh, returning for a checkup on the 18th. Uh, Brother Bill and Sister Joanne, remember them. Uh, Sister Rhonda, uh, uh, Sister Donna Arnold, uh, Sister Mary, Timothy, uh, Raymond, uh, Bill Eppergroves, Brother Jerry, <coughs> Sister Joanne, Alex, Brother Danny, Sister Kay, and Darren, uh, Brother Johnny and Sister Sandy, and Sister Eva, uh, Justin, Sister Rose and family, Sister Rick Pruitt, Brother, uh, Sister Lisa, uh, Brother Daniel, Sister Diane, Brother Don's son-in-law, Brother Don, and then Lonnie. Maggie, uh, Sister Dean, Sister Barbara's Therapy, uh, Doyle, uh, Rodney Burrell, uh, Sister Jean, Autumn, The Lost, <coughs> excuse me, our and Sister Mary Jane and Brother Junior. Also remember Sister Phyllis and uh, one another. Uh, remember our country. For sure tonight, remember our country uh, this evening and other countries as well, lifting them up to the Lord uh, in prayer. Father, tonight we thank you and we praise you, Lord. We give you glory, Father, for all that you've done and all that you do. And Father, we're not even aware, Lord, of how much you do for us and take care of us, dear God. We ask you, Lord, this evening that you would just anoint and touch and have your way in our hearts. Help us, Father, to magnify thy name. Lord, we know tonight that you can do much more than we even expect or realize. Excuse me. <coughs> but help us, dear God, just to hold fast and to keep our faith in you, continue to walk with you, Father. Lord, we pray tonight that we would just uh, be that which we need to be and do that which we need to do. And Father, we give you glory, we give you praise, and we thank you, Father, in Jesus' holy name. And amen. Amen. I'm glad not to be able to come to you, the Lord, uh, in his word. And uh, I remember Brother Don Real as well. Uh, glad that he's feeling somewhat better. But uh, anyways, just continue to remember him. He's got uh, some upcoming uh, tests and stuff in January. Uh, we're going to talk tonight, just a few moments, about uh, uh, Abel. And not about Abel, the... Uh, son of uh, Adam and Eve, but about God. God is able. Uh, he, he is far more able than we give him credit for. Uh, and we know these scriptures that we're going to use tonight, but in the context of this, uh, this evening, I wanna, want us to think about this. The more we trust in him, the more able he is to work in our lives. And when I say that, God does not force himself upon us. And so, you know, 
it's it's not like I, I know some people who who say, well, God is able to do this and God is able to do that. And I'll just be honest with you, uh, we uh, when we say that, do we really mean it in in this that that we believe not only God is able, but that God will, God would still do it. Uh, <clears throat> and then. Uh, people will say, well, God is able to keep us and therefore we, we can't sin or we can't uh, fall from grace. But, but that's, God, is, God is able to do that, and we're going to touch on that. God is able to do that. <clears throat> but remember, God does not force himself, and God does not force us to accept him. The Bible says, whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord. Uh, and, and it tells us to be faithful until the end. Because iniquity abounds, love of many shall wax cold, but he that endureth until the end, the same shall be saved. He that endureth. It's, it's our job. It's our responsibility. Matthew 24, 12, and 13. Uh, and so we have to do our part. Uh, God, God does not force us. But, but I want us to look at this, and I want us to think about this, because there's a couple of things to this tonight. One, I want us to realize that um, we have to be what God wants us to be, to do what God wants us to do, and to stay in fellowship with God. Now, now, does Jesus come looking for the lost one? Absolutely. The Bible says he leaves the 90 and 9 and goes looking for the one lost sheep. He does that. Uh, but again, remember, the sheep got lost because it went away. And the Bible says that when he finds it, he brings back, he comes back rejoicing, and there's more joy over the one that he found uh, than the 99 that were, that were in security. Uh, but, but sometimes you think about it this way, and we'll say, oh, that couldn't happen. Uh, sometimes we allow the wolves to devour us, and therefore uh, we're, we're, we're that one. You know, we get off the beaten track. We get out of the way. We fall off. Uh, we turn our back on God. We walk away. We don't believe. We don't follow. We don't acknowledge any longer. We deny God. Uh, and you think about it this way. Peter denied him thrice, but Jesus still sent a messenger to Peter and said, go tell Peter. And when Peter heard the word of the Lord and that the Lord sent for him as well, uh, Peter, I believe, wept and was sorrowful as he was when he left there after he heard the crow crop the, after he had denied Christ three times and he heard the crow call, uh, he went out weeping uh, because he knew the fact that Jesus had told him that he would do this and he did that. And in that weeping, uh, he found, uh, he, he repented, I, I believe with all of my heart. And the word that Peter got when he said, and go tell Peter, that just realized that Jesus had forgiven him and uh, was welcoming him back, <clears throat> and that's the way he works. But he did not force Peter. He did not force any of the disciples to come back to him. He reached out, he called, and those that came, came. And that's the way it works with you and I today. Uh, but anyways, uh, in Ephesians chapter 3, uh, verse 14, it says that for this cause, I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we got to be willing to bow unto the Lord because he is our maker. He is our creator. He's the one who saves us. He's the one who keeps us. He's the one who holds us. He's the one who leads us. He's the one who guides us. 
Uh, and he is, and we'll get into it, like I said, he is uh, able to do more than we realize. Uh, I said, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Uh, there's not any other way to be in the body of Christ outside of Jesus Christ. And there's no uh, body that belongs to the Father outside the body of Christ. Uh, and that's just real simple, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might in the spirit in that inner man. Uh, you and I have the spirit of God that worketh in us. And we need our inner man to be strengthened by the Spirit of God. And if we allow the Spirit to strengthen us, then we're more able and more capable of standing when we need to stand, uh, holding our tongue when we should hold our tongue, uh, speaking when we should speak. Uh, it's one of those things there that if we are strengthened by the Spirit in our inner man, uh, we're just more faithful to walk with God and to do the things that he would have us to do, and to say what he'd have us to say, to be what he'd have us to be, uh, spending our time in prayer, spending our time in study, spending uh, time uh, trying to reach out and to witness, to do other things for the sake of, of the Lord, and, and to try to uh, be what he would have us to be. And so we need to be strengthened in the inner man, and we can only be that way through the Spirit of God. Uh, I'll just be honest with you. The better, the more time I spend in prayer and study, the better I feel, the happier I am, uh, the more uh, at ease I am in, in preaching the word of God. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we do that and we just, uh, we feel the abundant blessing of God uh, upon us when we're in that way. Uh, so we do that. He said that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Again, uh, by faith. He dwells here by faith. I, I've accepted him by faith. I walk by faith. I live by faith. It's my faith that, that has allowed me, or excuse me, it's my faith that has invited Christ into my life. And, and so I believe in him. I believe him to be, and not just was, but is. Uh, he will always be. He is the son of God, and yet he is God in the flesh. He lived amongst us. He walked amongst us. He died. He was buried and he rose again. He is at the right hand of the Father. And I'm so thankful for that tonight and that uh, I believe and that he is. And whether I believe it or not, he still is. Uh, but I'm glad tonight that I do believe and I know that and I feel that. And I know that he loves me and he loves uh, loves me unto the death, right? And, uh, and so I'm thankful for that this evening. But he dwells in our hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love, his love and our love to him may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and the depth and the height. Uh, friend, I'm gonna tell you something tonight that I said before, God is far bigger, far greater, far more powerful, far more capable of doing things than we uh, can comprehend or realize uh, and I believe that uh, with all my life and, and we get to this he said may be able to comprehend we we're working toward the opportunity we're working for the time of understanding just how big God is just uh, what God is capable and able uh, to do I preached a message some time back and I, I'm thankful because God can do all things but God does not look through the blood I'm so thankful for that tonight, uh, that instead that he sees the blood of Christ and he looks no farther 
uh, but he sees the, the blood of Christ and our sins are forgiven, uh, removed from us as far as the east is from the west, cast into the deep, deep depths of the sea. Uh, I mean, there's, there's uh, some other things there, uh, places where God puts sin, uh, they're cast behind him. Uh, and I, I'm just thankful tonight uh, for that. But anyways, he said uh, that we may uh, understand that and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that ye may be filled with the fullness of God. Uh, and I, I'm thankful tonight to know this, that we can know the love of Christ. And, and look at that, it passes knowledge. In other words, in this lifetime, think about it this way. In this lifetime, people love people based upon what they do for them, based upon how they look, based upon how they act. Um, if you just think about it this way, uh, the marriages today that end uh, are ending and they'll say, well, I just don't love them anymore. Well, that, that's, that's nonsense that you've allowed the world to come in. You've allowed the devil to come in. You, you've allowed something to come in and separate and separate, separate and sever the love that you got uh, for your spouse. And now I'm just telling you, uh, if you get the love of <clears throat> love of Christ in you, you'll fight for that. Uh, you'll you'll fight on your knees for that, uh, and, and it'll just be something else. And God is able. I'm going to tell you this: God is able. If people would quit being so uh, selfish and self-righteous and, and quit talking about how they do this and they do that. Instead, saying, you know what? If I just get focused on God, God is able. God can do this and stay true to God. I'll tell you what, it would make a great big difference in marriages today. Uh, but anyways, his, his love for you and I passes knowledge. We can't even comprehend why he loves us if we would be honest with ourselves and I, and I preached about how come he, he loves us because he loves his creation. He loves us. He gave his life for us. He, he formed us. He fashioned us. He loves us. But, but when we look at how that we reject God and how that we despise God and how people hate God and deny that God even exists and blasphemes God, um, serves other gods and, and serves self, and yet this, the Bible tells us that nothing is able to separate us from the love of God. God still loves us, and yet this we know tonight, but the Bible says, what does separate us between us and our God? Hath not iniquity, our iniquity, has separated us from God. Not separated us from the love of God, but separated us from God. But even though God loves us, he's not going to just take us to heaven, despise what we do. He's going to take us to heaven based upon our faith and our commitment to him, and that we walk with him, and that we hold on to him, and when we mess up, we confess up. It's just that simple, that easy, church, tonight. Uh, but anyways, he says, to know the love of Christ was past his knowledge that we may be filled with all the fullness of God. God wants to fill us fuller than what we are. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, I don't know that we could contain it in this life, but nonetheless, the Bible does say it, and so if God said it in the word, then there's possibility that we could get uh, more full of the love of God uh, than what we understand, uh, being filled with all the fullness of God. Could you imagine being able to do everything that God would ask you to do because the fullness of God was in your life and you were just absolutely 100% focused on him and there was nothing there uh, that, that hindered that and that you was able to just, I mean, there, there's no telling what would happen 
uh, with us if we could do that. And then in verse 20, we took a long ways of getting there, but we wanted to get there slowly uh, in covering these verses. He says, now unto him, that's God, not me, not you, that's God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Now look at that. He, he puts in some adjectives there. Uh, and they're describing adjectives, but they're working adjectives. Now, I don't know if that's correct English or not, but look at that. Uh, he says, now unto him that is able, he is, he's able. Uh, church, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm thinking about something and, uh, and, and, and I'm looking and, and I'm just thinking about this. How many of us truly believe God still moves mountains? And that not only that say that God can, but God God would. I mean, just think about it this way. Uh, we, we look and think about things and we just, we think, well, you know what? God could move that mountain over there if he wanted to. Uh, but can I just tell you, uh, God wants you and I to be ready and willing. And if God, God desired, you know, look at that mountain, whatever it might be. And we, we think of mountain only as the rocks, but there's a lot of mountains in life. But, but just to be honest with you, even the mountains, I believe with all my heart tonight that if God wanted to, he could pick up the Rockies and he could put them over in the Appalachians and he could take up the Appalachians and he can put them in the Rockies. He could move the Smokies up into the, the Klondikes and bring the Klondikes to here. I believe God can make out Mount Everest a sandstone flat as possibly be. And, and I'm just telling you, it's not, not just thinking that, well, you know, the Bible. No, I believe with all of my heart that God absolutely 100% is still able to do everything he said he could do, everything that he said he would do. And, and I believe he can do more than my mind can even comprehend. If we would just have faith in him and allow him to do it, he would do it beyond our expectations. He can do it. The problem is, is we listen to other people. We listen to our own fears and our own doubts instead of listening to what thus saith the word of God. Instead of listening to what the spirit says. Um, I, I, I know this. I said this the other evening. It's true. The Bible said if we ask anything in his will, he will do it. And that's the other part of it. Seeking out what is the will of God. Does God want the Rockies to be moved? That, that's God's Thing, you know, so here's the deal. Don't name it, claim it. Uh, that don't work. But if God said to you, hey, I want the Rockies to be moved, you tell the Rockies to be moved and put over here. Have faith that you could tell the Rockies to be moved and put wherever God wanted them to be and then do it. The problem is we don't, we don't do that. Uh, instead, we say, well, that's somebody else's job or somebody else would do that or God really don't want that. And and again, you know, we won't seek God hard enough to find out what he does want uh, done sometimes or what he does want us to do. Uh, and so we have that doubt and we have that fear. Uh, and then we don't do things that God would have us to do. But the Bible says he's able. He's, and it didn't say was able. It says is able. Now unto him that is present tense, no matter if it's today or tomorrow or 100 years from now, uh, if this word of God is still, or excuse me, if you and I are still here uh, looking at the word of God and we won't be here in a hundred years, but others would, but let's just say God continues to allow life to exist. 
uh, that will still read that way, is able, which means he is able. And he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, greater and more, above all. In other words, it, 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 it is just uncomprehendable that we ask or think. And think about that, church. He can do more than we ask and think. And I know that I've, I've thought some things before, but God, God can supersede my thoughts. But he also supersedes my ask. The problem today a lot of times is we just don't ask. The Bible says in James, we have not because we ask not. And then what does it say? And we ask amiss that we may consume it upon our own lust. And so in other words, we're not asking for the things of God. We're asking for our own selfish things. And we shouldn't be asking that way. We should ask God things. So if you look at this, chapter 3, or chapter 4 of James, verse 3, you ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your own lust. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever will there be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Now think about that. Do you think that the scripture says in vain that the spirit that dwelleth in us lusts is to envy but he giveth more grace, wherefore he said, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, your sinners, purify your hearts, you double-minded. Just think about that. Be afflicted and mourn and weep, that you let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. I'm just telling you tonight, church, it's, it's a relationship that we need with God that will cause us to be different than what we are and let us realize the significant powers that God does, or power that God does have, and that he would use in our lives if we would allow him to do so. So he said, above all that we ask or think, and now look at the next part, according to the power that worketh in us. Well, what power is that? That's, that's got to be the power of God. That's Remember that you may be strengthened in the inner man by the Spirit. Go back to verse 16. That, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory by the, by, to be strengthened with the might by his Spirit in the inner man. How am I going to get strong? By his Spirit. Now, now think about this. The Bible says in the... Uh, I'm not real sure what verse or where it is, but it's not, uh, it says not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Uh, think about this for just a second. What is God saying there? It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. If you want to be strong, you want to be powerful, that comes through the spirit of the Lord. David, when he went to fight Goliath, didn't say, hey, I'm so strong, look at me. He said, I come to thee in the name of the Lord. He asked his brothers, he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that defieth the armies of the living God? He, he didn't stand there and say, look at me, I'm so strong I can do anything. Instead, he was questioning why the children of Israel were allowing a Philistine giant to defy the army that was the army of God and was the army of the living God. 
And David realized that his power wasn't his own, but it was his faith and trust in God. And so here, uh, again, we're looking at the same thing. He says, unto him be glory in the churches, in the church, or excuse me, in the church, which is the body of Christ, by Jesus Christ through all ages without end, amen. Now look at that, world without end, amen. Through all ages, today as it was in the day that it was written in the book of Ephesians, today, let it be the same as it was and would have been uh, if we would have just held on and listened to what God was saying, listening to what God wanted to do. I'm just telling you, church, there's something really burning uh, in my mind in, in in my heart and I'm, I'm praying about it I'm, I'm wondering if God wants me to uh to 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 step out and do something uh but but I'm just telling you tonight uh we've got to figure out this and we got to figure it out quickly is God still able or is he not I believe he is and I believe God is not only able but I believe God is willing and waiting for you and I to ask him uh, to do his will, to praise his name and glorify him. If you go over to the book of Jude, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, let me look at where I'm at. Jude, I thought, uh, I may, Yep, 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 yep. Let's see here. Verse 17. But beloved, remember the words which were spoken before the before of the apostles of the Lord Jesus. Remember the words. The words of the word. The words of the Bible. Don't let the devil tell you that your King James Bible's wrong, and don't let the devil tell you that these words aren't true, they are. Now, if you've got another version, they, it's not the word, it's not true word, and it don't have the right words. I'm just honest about that. I'm forefront about that. And I know I beat it over like a dead horse, but I'm just gonna beat it one more time. If Jesus wasn't in the fiery furnace, let's shut it up and go home. Quit. My Bible, my King James says, the Son of God in Daniel chapter three, verse 25, I believe it is. The other versions say a son of the gods. That means it wasn't Jesus. My Bible said Jesus. If your Bible don't say Jesus, it's not a Bible. It's not a Bible. The words are important. But beloved, remember the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. How that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lust. Well, let me just say this. If you're going to walk after your own ungodly lust and you're going to be a mocker, you ain't going to heaven, period. That simple. There would be, excuse me, these be they who separate themselves sensually having not the spirit. They don't have the spirit of God in them. You and I, we need to have the Spirit of God. We need to do that. Remember, it's that Spirit that strengthens us, that allows us to understand who God is, what God is, 
what God can do. It allows us to understand Jesus and his abilities and everything. And it's that spirit that strengthens us so that our faith has grown so that we're able to comprehend that God can do far more than we realize going on. Uh, he said, these are they that separate themselves sensually, having not the spirit, but beloved, building, but ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. That, that's key there. Our faith, our absolute faith that God is God. God is able. Jesus is God. He's the word. He is able. The Holy Spirit is God. He is able. These, are, these things just don't come around by accident. They're facts. They're, they're not fiction. They're recorded. Uh, and I believe it. So, so he said then, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, allowing God to lead us in our prayers. The Bible talks about the Spirit maketh utterances and groanings of intercession that we know not. And just think about it. It's because we don't know how to pray sometimes, but God on our behalf through the Spirit of God, the Holy, excuse me, the Holy Ghost prays for us so that the prayers that need to be said are said. The things that are need to be spoken are spoken. The needs that need to be supplied are met because the Spirit is reaching out on our behalf to God. If Jesus intercedes for us on our sins, why would not the Spirit of God intercede for us in our turmoils, when we don't even know what to say, we just go before God and say, I'm lost for words. I don't know. But God, would you would you hear me? Spirit, would you pray for me? And the Spirit maketh groanings and intercession for you and I. He goes on, he says this, keep yourselves in the love of God. We have a responsibility. Remember, on our, on our most holy faith, that is us, our responsibility, exercising our faith, Keep yourselves in the love of God. That is our responsibility to stay true, uh, to walk with him. The Bible says, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Uh, to walk by the spirit and not by the flesh. It, Romans chapter eight, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. I mean, just think about it, church. There's the responsibility, but he says, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Think about that. Looking to him. He, he's, he's there. He's, the, he's what we're in need of. And, and we need to do this, uh, trusting in him, holding to him. Uh, he said, and some have compassion, making a difference, and others saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, uh, hating even the garment, Garment spotted by the flesh. In other words, uh, we're, we're looking unto Jesus. We're in love with him. We're, there's compassion um, and there's a difference. There's others that, that are saved by fear uh, and they're pulled out of the fire. Uh, they hate the garment uh, that was uh, spotted uh, by the flesh. They're no longer wanting that anymore. They're clinging to the Lord. And then he says this, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Who's that? Again, that's God. He's able to do it if you'll let him. He's willing to do it if you'll let him. He desires to do it if we let him. So unto him that is able to keep you, I'm glad the Lord Jesus is able. He's willing. He's faithful. I just got to let him. 
and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Now remember, uh, Sunday we said, uh, we talked about the Bible in Hebrews and it said that the Lord, for the joy that was set before him, uh, endured the, the shame of the cross. Uh, he, he, he looked ahead and he saw the redemption of his people. He saw them being redeemed and, and blood-bought and, and coming to be with him, and that was joy in him, and this is the same thing uh, that he says, uh, to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. I, can, can you think about this? The Bible says there's more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner that cometh unto repentance than over ninety and nine just that needeth not. And there is such a rejoicing time, and when the, when the Bible even tells us that Precious in the sight of God is the death of his children, of his loved ones, of his faithful ones. He, he, to God, that is a welcoming home to Jesus. There's joy and rejoicing when you get saved. And there's joy when you come into the presence of God and you come there only through Jesus Christ and you got to exercise and put your faith in him. And faith means I'm going to follow because I believe that's the right way. That's the right thing that is able. I'll be honest with you. We got to exercise our faith, but he's able to present us to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. I'm so glad that God is able, and I just start to exercise my faith and believe and live and direct my life according to his word and believe that this word is absolutely 100% true and is able to do everything that God said is able to be done. Father, tonight I'm thanking you again and I'm praising you for your love and mercy. Just asking you to help us, lead us, guide us, and direct us. Draw us close, Father, unto thee. Lord, touch every heart, every soul, dear God. Uh, let them be, uh, Lord, changed for you if they're lost and let them be set to you even more so if they're saved. And Lord, I just ask you to help us tonight to grow in our faithfulness and our commitment to you. In Jesus' precious holy name, and amen. God bless you. We love you and hope to see you again at the next appointed time.